Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yeah, Carla, my, uh, I've got a 90-degree bend in my leg, so uh, I'm able to sit in a chair. <laughs> that, y'all, that's huge. That's huge. Chadwick. I had a major accident at the end of April, and uh, this actually is part of my uh, getting back into life oh. uh, by doing this. I've been uh, laid up for a long time. Oh, no. Well, wel welcome back. Creamy. Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. 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 Food court. Food court. Food court with Richard Blaze. Argue in the food court. Food court with Richard Blaze. Welcome to The Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Richard Blaze, and I will be your host and your judge in this courtroom of sorts. I'm going to settle your food fights, and you will have to live with my verdict, whatever it is. Joining us in the court today, we have two chefs who both have ties to the South. They know their stuff, so I'm really not looking forward to telling one of them they're totally wrong today. But it will happen. Our first guest I've known for a long time which I don't even like, Crystal, you wrote this, but like that just, it makes us seem older than we are because we're, we're all so young <laughs> and we've actually competed against each other, but who cares about competition anyway? Way back on Top Chef All-Stars, you may know her from shows like The Chew and Crazy Delicious or some of the other hundreds of shows and movies and appearances and things that she's done. Welcome, Carla Hall. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the hootie hoo. I can't believe yeah. you dropped it so early. I did. I may have to use it again when I get a point, but you know. <laughs> I think so, I think so. Did you, okay, listen, I, we're gonna just get right into it. We're, you know, friendly banters. The hootie hoo, when, yeah. you, when, you, when you do it for the first time, and again, I know you do it well before you're in front of a camera, right? This is like something you say, it's, it's authentic. Yes. Did, did you know, did you know in the moment you had a catchphrase? No. No, I was just living <laughs> as I do. 
<laughs> That's why I have a couple of, of uh, gifts, I think, because I just, I'm, I'm a character anyway. So what can I say? There it is. But it's stuck with you and you and you and you don't mind it now, right? No, I only think I don't even mind when people misspell it. But I, you know. <laughs> wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. How do you spell it? It's H-O-O-T-I-E-H-O-O. But people will go W-H-O-O-T-Y-W-H-O. But actually, which is not bad because when they hooty hoo me, I'm like, who? So, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> I love that there's a, a wrong spelling to it. And then you've come to grips with accepting it. <laughs> It's okay if you misspell hootie hoo. No, I'm like, I'll go back. Hootie hoo to you too with the correct spelling. So, you know, it's just like a little side eye. I love it. I'm jealous of many things, Carla, that you've accomplished and continue to accomplish. And I'm okay with that. But one is your catchphrase. Like, I've never had a catchphrase and that you're like, and, it's, and it continues and it's natural and it's authentic. Like, I don't think Emerald runs around being like, bam, like when he's just at home. But I feel like you say hootie hoo when you're out at Target or whatever. No, we do. We do. As a matter of fact, Matthew says it. It's actually a four-part call, which is really embarrassing. Matthew will say it. Whoever gets home second is like, hootie. And then the person who's in the house is like, whoo. And then that person goes, hoo And then goes, hoo So that part is, makes us really weird. But I just wanted to drop that because we are weird. Really weird, but safe. Like, like if you need to get to the panic room in your house, you got like a four, you got... Everything's set up, right? You, you have yes. the redundancies figured out so that, you know, no, no one's going to trick you with a, a fake hootie call. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, listen, I mean, it's a tough battle already. Going up against Carla is her friend, fellow chef, TV host, author, and entrepreneur coming back from a serious duck cone fee inspired injury. It's Chadwick Boyd. What's going on, Richard? For those of you who can't see, because none of you can, because this is a podcast, Chadwick is in his kitchen, ready to cook. Do you have any idea what's happening in this 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 show here, Chadwick? I I I actually came prepared, because <laughs> yes. when we're talking about what we're talking about with the one and only Carla Hall, you gotta you gotta bring your game. I love that. First of all, I love how like also how professional you are that you did not drop and reveal what we're about to battle about. Like, because a lot of people right off the bat, we got to cut it, they get into it, and no, a pro. The, con the, the consomme, prof not consomme, the consummate professional. Consomme is a cooking. I like consomme. I, I do have the cast iron sitting next to me. I, I wanted that to be my, like, ding, ding, ding. I like it. And by the way, you may have inspired the spinoff to Food Court where cooking is involved. What do you think, iHeartRadio? Let's do it. Oh, let's do it. All right, listen, Carla, I know that well, you're doing everything, but you've been doing a lot of judging. You can't turn on a TV without seeing you. I mean, you can't be in an airplane without seeing you. Quite honestly, again, I'm, I'm just like, where, where, where are you now? How can you be in all these different places? It's and my this... hustle muscle, Richard. I have a really strong hustle muscle. Yeah, you do. I like that. Where is the hustle muscle located? It's, it's, it's somewhere in between back your occipital lobe, honestly. So it, but it ties then to your heart. So it, it goes right back here from your occipital lobe down through your throat into your heart. And then it touches a little bit in the stomach. It's actually one of the largest muscles that is not discussed in your body. I love Can it. Can we just change I love it. topics here? <laughs> yeah, no, th yeah, this is... <laughs> This this is the therapy. This is therapy with Carla Hall. We were launching a separate podcast here. Um, <laughs> Sorry, did, Car Chad. Carla, did, 
<laughs> did you coin cooking with love too? Like I'm just thinking that I totally saw her. Like I feel like you were one of the first chefs I've ever heard. Like you just made that connection. You were like, no, right down to the heart and to the soul. Like did you were you well, like interestingly I, enough, I don't think I coined it. I think I talked about it. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people were then comfortable. I don't think a lot of people wanted to say it out loud. I think people felt it. And then after I talked about it, there were more people actually talking about cooking with love and how it really makes sense. And so I don't I I, I don't think I coined it, but I think that being on a show that was gaining popularity and anything that we said probably was was coined because of its popularity. I mean, Fabio talking about bunky beds, you know what I mean? <laughs> or one time, I think I've said it on the show. Uh, he's not here. We got to get him on, Fabio. But we, well, my favorite thing Fabio ever said to me was he, he, he ate five ice cream sandwiches in a row one night. I don't know if you were there, Carla. And he said, I am going to commit suicide by ice cream sandwich. <laughs> and I don't know. I was not there. It was this, that type of day. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it was, you know, some, something that was said. But I remember when I know, you there said. Are a lot of, there are a lot of Fabio-isms. It, this is Top Chef, not Top Scallop. You know, he said a lot of things. Oh, so he, say, he continues to, by the way. If, he, if, if you follow him, he continues. Whew, he's... Carla, I remember when you said when you sort of made that connection. I mean, I'm being revealing here. It's not this type of podcast. But I remember realizing that I could not beat that. I remember realizing that I didn't have that mechanism. I, I, my food wasn't connected to love. I didn't view it that way. And uh, it's pretty sad now <laughs> to say it. But... I thank you because you did teach me to sort of change the way I cook and realize that there's a lot more to it than just measuring something out or being ultra creative. And I was more like a cyborg. I was vision from the Avengers, which is a formidable foe, but you cannot, you know, you can't beat love. You can't beat something that's just like, oh, like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe that. So thank you. You know, what's so interesting about that. I think that I can taste the love, which is, which is why when I'm judging, on all of these competition shows, these baking shows, I can actually taste someone's heart in the food. I can taste it at a restaurant. I can taste it when I'm judging someone. And that's what I look for. I mean, other judges may look for other things. That's why you have different judges, but I can actually taste it. I, I can it. taste a fraud. Yeah. I, but you know what? I will say this too, as a judge host, all those sort of things. Uh, a lot of people say it. They don't mean it, Carla. That's why I'm glad you can taste it because a lot of people now they're like, Oh, I know what to say. If I get in trouble here, this mm-hmm. is from, this is all about love, but it needed salt. Uh, we got to wrap this part up. Chadwick. <laughs> thanks for, for, for being a part of the reunion there. Tra- Chadwick, where, where are you, where are you from and what's your food background? Cause I think it sort of connects the dots today, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's kind of an anomaly. I was born in southeastern Pennsylvania, and my bloodline is complete farmers. I'm the first one in my family that is not a practicing farmer. And my great-grandfather was a tenant farmer from southwestern Virginia, and they came up and settled in the bottom right corner of Pennsylvania where there's a ton of southerners. So I grew up half Pennsylvania Dutch, half Virginia Southern, and so I've got all that in the mix and I've actually lived in the American South now for 35 years. So it's my home and um, I go back and forth between New York and Atlanta and it's all I know. Oh, I love it. Now, is it, do you think it's safe to say that Southern food is the only true American food? Is there an argument to be made? Oh, Carla. Uh, 
Um, was that a question to both of us? Sure. <laughs> but, I mean, clearly I mean, you want to answer. The, I mean, I'm from the South, and I, I, I have to say that is not true. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just can't be true. Because then we negate all of the changes that came through the South and other places that are quintessentially American. How about the exactly. first? Well, no, I guess you can't say that either. Okay, this will um, wrap this one. Can't say it's the first. There's one a lot either. of, I, but to that point, there's a lot of roots that were brought here and then planted and then has become cuisines that we now cook with and enjoy. And thankfully, because we have traveled all over the country, we get to get good food from certain places in, in new cities around the country. Mm. Here's what I was trying to say. I'm trying to get both of you to agree with me here. No, Richard. Take two. <laughs> I think yeah, it still needs a little bit. People need to respect Southern cuisine. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, it's so important to our story, and it's so delicious. And I just think it doesn't get the respect that it deserves sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, agreed. But I'm also... Yes, Southern food, but then because I'm because I'm black or African-American from the South, I also have to add soul food to that. So what's the difference between soul food and Southern, Southern food? food? You know, and for me, it's simply black cooks. So yeah, we're still in that place. Okay, try take three. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give, how about you start? Give us the opening line. Take three, Carla Hall on Southern Cuisine. No, 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 no. But I, I get it. I get it. I think that, I think that, and interestingly enough, when you think about the Americas, when you think about Virginia and, and how our country started, it, it's sort of right there in the South, you know, which is going to come out of that space and, you know, Virginia barbecue and, and all of that. So I, I, I think that you're right. There is a place for Southern food and it needs to be respected because our roots are there. And so many cuisines come out of there and spread out across America. Well done. I, mean, I would say that, you know, Southern foods has definitely grown in terms of respect and is understood a lot more, especially in the last 20 years. You know, I went to school in North Carolina and food that was regional foods from there now, so many more people know about it um, today than before. I mean, we've got barbecue competitions where, you know, all over TV where people now understand that there are different types of barbecue. So I think the, uh, it certainly has grown in people's understanding of it. And it's nothing better than food made with love and Southern food. Listen, I love it. Listen, we're going to, quick, quick hot take. Your favorite style of barbecue, quick Chadwick. North Carolina. Okay, you like vinegar. Carla, barbecue. Oh my gosh, Memphis, because it's sticky. Oh. I want vinegar and tomato. And a little heat in Memphis? A little heat. I like it. I like yeah. it. Ooh, that was quick. Charcoal. That was a good lightning round. Okay, here we go. Listen, we're going to get into the battle because we've just been hanging out, having way too much fun. And the segue will be this. Carla, of the many things that you've done, the many accomplishments, the, the award-winning and best-selling cookbooks that have to do with, with everything, but you got a cookbook. And it's called Carla and the Christmas Cornbread, <laughs> a children's book, which is right behind you. If you can't see this, one of Carla's many assistants just ran. No, I'm just kidding. Carla actually reached back and grabbed it. There it is, right behind her. Carla and the Christmas Cornbread. So with that being said, Carla, what is the case that you've brought to the food court today? I have brought the case that cornbread should not be sweet. Cornbread should not be sweet. A lot of people's minds blown right now listening to this. And Chadwick, that means what? 
That means hell no. <laughs> it's got to have some sweet. It's got to have some sugar, some honey, some good stuff into it. Mm, okay, so this is a deep dive right here. And as always, I will turn my personal feelings totally off here and base my judgment today solely on the cases presented. But let me just say that on Top Chef All-Stars, I did finish my final meal of the competition as a dessert with cornbread. That's, I mean, yes. I'm just, I, 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 I'm glad that I got that off my chest. Now listen, Carla and Chadwick, before we get into the arguments here in my court and in most courts, let's be honest, there's a quick trivia round before we get into the actual debate. Uh, the winner of the trivia round gets to decide the order that you present. Carla and Chadwick, you have to figure out a way to chime in, to buzz in, to answer the trivia questions. Carla, what buzzer sound noise will you be making to answer the trivia questions? Eh. So uh, yeah. let's hear it again. Carla's noise is? Eh. Eh. So kind of like a negative buzzer. A, neg a, bu a traditional... No, oh, no. Ding dong. Ding dong. Okay, there we go. Ding dong for Carla. I was Hall. expecting hootie hoo. Weren't we all, Chadwick? Weren't we all? <laughs> but like, you know how much we have to pay her if she says hootie hoo like more than four times on a podcast? I've read the contract. There's no contract. Yes. Chadwick, what is your noise going to be? I'm going to do whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Okay, we got a whoop whoop. whoop. We got a ding dong. Lots of noises to be said. Here we go. We're getting into the trivia round. Three questions. Question one. It's multiple choice. In America, which state grows the most corn? A, Iowa, B, Illinois, C, Indiana. Whoop whoop. Ding. That's Chadwick with the whoop whoop. Iowa. The answer you would think would be Iowa, and it is Iowa. Iowa is correct. All right. Number two is Illinois. Number three is Nebraska, which wasn't even on that list. That makes sense. They're the corn huskers, right? Like, mm -hmm. that totally makes sense. Pigs and corn. So much corn coming out of the middle of the country. I did a show in Iowa somewhat recently, and it's just, it's like the Flintstones, but in real life. You know, the Flintstones, it's, every, it's just three houses on repeat. But in Iowa, it's just corn, but it's not on repeat. It's just. It goes on forever. <laughs> That's Iowa. All right, Chadwick, you're up 1-0. Heading into question two. In the South, there's. An old treat where you mix cornbread and a liquid in a glass and then eat it with a spoon. What is the liquid? Ding dong. Whoop, whoop. That's <laughs> Carla Hall with the ding dong. Buttermilk. Buttermilk is correct. That was a dunk on, of, of the cornbread in the buttermilk right there. Producer Crystal's grandpa ate this all the time. And she's still scarred from the time she tried a bite of it when she was five years old. <laughs> Why are you scarred? It tasted so bad. I like didn't know that buttermilk was sour, so I had no idea that he was eating something sour ah, the whole time. That's what it did. The old that was sour my great-granddaddy's favorite treat. Was it? Yeah. Everyone's granddad. Old people love this. Like, love it. They love it. That's to me. You know, you know what my granddad did? I, I did not grow up in the South. Corn dogs from Arthur Treacher's. Does anyone even know? How old am I right now? I know Arthur Treacher's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know the Arthur Treacher's. I've had some right? fish they, was there like a, a with my granddaddy. <laughs> with your grand, right. My granddaddy loved corn dogs from Arthur Treacher's. It was more of a fish and chip shop. But bring back yep. Arthur Treacher's. Can we get Arthur Treacher's to sponsor the show? Their one remaining <laughs> location? There's no way they have any money. Can someone do a quick check? Where's the last? Is there any remaining Arthur Treacher's? The last I one I saw. I think there's one in an airport. Yes. Yeah, one the, in an airport somewhere. It's Miami <laughs> Airport, and it no longer exists, Shadwick. They turned oh, it into a Carvel. Man. Oh, wow. Ice cream. Uh, another so, oldie but goodie. True. Actually, it was Orla it's Orlando Airport. 
All right, Carla got that. Chadwick got the first one, so it's tied 1-1. Winner of the next trivia question gets to decide if they go first or second in the debate. Question three. What is the name of the 1984 movie based on a Stephen King short story that focuses on a group of kids in a small Nebraska town? Whoop, whoop. That is Chadwick Boyd. Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. I'm excited for you, Chadwick. You got it right for a bonus. What are the names, name of the two kids in Children of the Corn? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was I'm like, I'm whoop- so impressed. That I'm not whooping for that. I am no. an 80s kid, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean, I mean, you're a super horror fan if you know the answer. Isaac and Malachi, for those of you listening at home, if you want the big bonus. If you got it right, we'll even, I don't know, Producer Crystal, shout out on the Instagram page, and we'll give you a shout out. That's what you get for knowing that one. Children of the Corn is right. That means, Chadwick, you got two trivia questions, right? You get to make the big decision here. Do you want to present your argument first, or do you want Carla to go first? Hmm. All right. Uh, I think I'll go first. All right. Chadwick Boyd taking the rare, the rare decision to present his argument first. And we'll get into that right after this break. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Oh my God, children of the corn. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and we are I pulled back. that one out of. <laughs> back in the food court, we have the case of savory versus sweet. Wait, is it versus or versus? It's, it's versus, I it's think. Versus. There's a whole show about it. 
I know. Versus. It's like That's this fair. one person who's a fan. I appreciate them so much. They're one of our loyal eight fans. But all right, Carla, you're arguing for savory. Chadwick's mm -hmm. defending sweet. Crystal, do we need to make parameters here? Are we talking about no sugar at all, or are we just talking about? I'll, I'll let you get uh, in. Okay, Chadwick, before you go, because you're going to get into it, it seems like. So he's he's like, wait a second. This changes everything. Judge, may I approach the bench? Chadwick wanted to approach the bench. I could tell, but he's got an injured knee. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, these are the rules. You get the first three minutes to state your case, but do not use your first three minutes in the negative. This is all about the positive of mm -hmm, your case. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, you'll get two minutes in the rebuttal to really go after your opponent. Chadwick, three minutes to let us know why sweet cornbread is the best. Your time starts now. I mean, let's just ask, do you want to be <sighs> boring or do you want to be loved by millions of people? And when it comes to cornbread, a little bit of sweet wins the popular taste test every single time. The best kind of cornbread is made in a hot cast iron skillet for sure. And in my view, you throw in some salty Benton's bacon and swirl it around in the pan and put it in the batter. But you gotta balance that out and throw in some table sugar, some brown sugar, honey, or any other acceptable sweet. And it makes for that unmistakable, caramelized, beautifully golden brown crust that everybody loves. But you know, it's more than a superficial exterior. It's what inside that matters the most. And when it comes to going to grocery stores, you can't taste the most important ingredient, which is corn. So it needs a little bit of help to bring it out. And that is a little bit of sweet. Cornbread also is so popular. Let's just judge by the lines. Hattie B's, Famous Dave's, Boston Market. Everybody lines up for their cornbread to take it home, including my Nana. So that gives it points. But you know, cornbread also gets a big thumbs up by the Miss Whiskey in a Teacup herself, Reese Witherspoon. And you know who else puts sugar in their sweet cornbread? Snoop Dogg. Aisha Curry and Trisha Yearwood, they did a cornbread smackdown. And the one that won overwhelmingly, Aisha whooped Trisha Yearwood handily. But you know, the biggest endorsement I think that matters here is that the test kitchens of all sacred test kitchens, the Southern Living Test Kitchen in Sweet Home, Birmingham, Alabama, gives it a big thumbs up. All right, Chadwick, resting your case and a formidable opening statement right there, Carla. Chadwick brought it, we have not had that many celebrity names dropped in an opening <laughs> argument. I mean, really playing to the to the to the Hollywood crowd here. I mean, Snoop Dogg making an appearance. Reese Reese Witherspoon, Aisha Curry. More importantly, Nana shows up. Nana shows up in the argument, and I have to agree. That's kind of one that how do you, what do you if Nana likes it? And I was not expecting Boston Market to make an appearance right next to Hattie Beast, but who 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 hasn't stuffed their face at a Boston Market? Are there any of those left? I think there are. I think there are. Can you use coconut sugar? Don't answer right now, Chadwick, but I want to know. I'm not, mm. I'm not doing any table sugar, which is something else that you said there. But I'm uh, going to turn off my, my personal taste here. I'm listening to just the arguments. It was a good one. Carla, three minutes to let us know why we shouldn't have maybe so much sugar in cornbread. Your three minutes starts now. 
savory cornbread. Think about it. The syllables says it all. I think that when you think about a perfect meal, you have sweet, sour, salty, bitter, little bit of umami. All of the balance of all of these flavors. When you have the perfect savory cornbread, it is meant for sopping, sopping up the juices, the pot liquor of grains, sopping up the, all of that juices and barbecue sauce from ribs, barbecue chicken. You have your, your, your delicious pot liquor from green beans. When you have that savory cornbread, it actually brings the meal together. Your sweetness comes from other things. The sweetness is external. You don't need sweet on sweet. The sweetness was like for the beautiful molasses or maple sugar, I mean, or maple syrup. The thing about that corn and savory cornbread, the corn is the star. The corn, when the corn is perfectly ripe, the corn is enough. You have salt in the cornbread to bring out the sweetness. You don't need any more sugar. But the thing that it is so delicious with other things. You have also two types of cornbread. You have your hot water cornbread, which is with beans and again, savory, crispy made in the skillet, but in the form of little patties with crunchiness around, but that is a white cornmeal. You also have the yellow cornmeal used in a, what my grandmother called an egg bread. So those are two totally different things, equally delicious, generally used in different applications, depending on what you're going to eat it with. Also, you have corn pones. You have, when you think about the savory cornbread, you think, what can I put with it? And I think that is when you can lean into other garnishes. You can go more savory or then you can go sweet, but it's all about choices. Why say or when you can say and? And that and gives you options when that sugar is external. So when I think about people who have talked about um, savory versus sweet cornbread, and I'm gonna mention some other culinary folks, Tony Tipton Martin, who has her, one of her books where she studies all of the different old cookbooks where there was no sugar. You have Michael Twitty, you have Adrian Miller, you have Ronnie Lundy, you have, um, who wrote Victuals, she's in um, Louisville, Kentucky, from the mountains. All of these people suggest that savory cornbread definitely has a place in history and sweet didn't really come until later. So. If it was okay for my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and even my great-grandmother twice removed, it is okay with me. Man, I feel bad about having to ring that bell and you really sort of dropped it, dropped it there at the end. I have to say, another incredible opening argument. And I like how you matched up. You matched up every sort of celebrity name that Chadwick threw out there with a with a real cook who made these things happen. Not that the, not that Snoop Dogg is not a real cook. I am not saying that at all. I know he, I know he throws down as well. Carla bringing it in, and I've said it before: is cornbread 
the John C. Riley of the meal. It makes everything better in the movie. It's there for sopping. Was anyone else listening to that and getting hungry? Uh, that's a pretty good argument. If you're listening to someone talk about food and all of a sudden they're getting hungry. Chadwick, now you have two minutes to let Carla know while she's totally wrong about savory cornbread. Everything she said is not right, Chadwick. Isn't that correct? Your two minutes of rebuttal starts now. All right. So <clears throat> while baking sweet cornbreads goes against my southwestern Virginia roots and what my great-grandmother, Miss Zella from Galax, Virginia, did, you know what? She even snuck in a little bit of sugar in her corn and her other dishes. And I know for sure that if sweet cornbread was put down on her table, she would not snipe at it. She would definitely take a big bite. So I learned long, long ago to follow her example, and I'm doing that today. Yes, Carla, savory cornbread is great for greens, beans, Brunswick stew, and other staples, but why be so basic? Let's make it work and be balanced with all the amazing cuisines that we have today. I mean, doesn't that just limit it a little bit? I love the idea of mixing it up with all the different kinds of sweeteners today, including coconut sugar. Throw in that buttermilk, the sour cream, that tang, add in that canned cream corn, which has some sugar in it, and maybe milk the cob to get that sugary, sweet, beautiful, fresh corn flavor in. And sweet is what makes cornbread complete. Complete and sweet. You got 30 seconds, Chadwick. You're, are you resting your case? I'm resting my case. Resting your case. I have to say, like, uh, you know, with the exception of calling Carla's argument basic, that was a very lovingly rebuttal. I mean, it was not, I would, uh, does anyone, uh, no one would consider that fierce. <laughs> milking the milking the cob. It's the farmer in me. Yeah, no, I love it. I, check it out. Okay, listen. You know, sweetness coming into play. Maybe it's not just sugar. Maybe it's the buttermilk, the, the the can of cream corn. We've all done that. That's how I make my arepas, which is a cornbread of sorts, isn't it? Mm -hmm. All right, Carla, your two minutes starts now. All right. Well, Chadwick, you mentioned Hattie B's, you mentioned Famous Dave's, you mentioned Boston Market, you mentioned a, a, a few people have come on the scene um, in this in this industry. But I think historically, the reason I'm saying savory cornbread is king because I'm thinking about history. And sometimes when you think about history and food, people forget they, that, that that dish didn't come on today or even five minutes before they started eating it. So when you think about why sugar was added and you think about the industrial milling of corn and steel rollers were used and steel rollers took corn that wasn't ripe, so it wasn't sweet. So when, this, when, when people started using this during the industrial revolution, this corn had less flavor. So they needed, and, and it was ground much finer. So it needed friends. It's like cornbread and friends. It needed sugar. It needed flour. But flour plus sugar equals cake. So when you take cornmeal plus flour plus sugar, that is cake. That's not necessarily the cornbread that my grandmother, great-grandmother, and two more generations actually made. And so when I think about 
resurrecting these amazing dishes from the past and getting people to understand them and to know them and to truly know our culture, I am reaching back before the industrial milling. I'm also thinking about the cost of sugar. Sugar was something that people couldn't afford. It was external. What was on the table? Molasses. That's what would have sweetened the cornbread. But when you reach for sugar, which was for some, was cost prohibitive. So I think back to those people. And also right now, do we really want to use sugar? We're going against using sugar. Now you mentioned bacon, you mentioned Benton's bacon. Now you have all of these other things to help the sweet cornbread, to make the cornbread more savory. But actually when in fact, you're okay, he's dinging me, but I, I, was, I was warming up. Okay. Something happened there, Carla. I, again, I, <laughs> <laughs> the, the love is here. There's nothing like the sight of an impassioned Carla Hall, by the way. I, and we should let it, we should just let that one roll for the next five minutes. Carla Hall bringing it in the rebuttal. Chadwick opening statement. Incredible. So much for me to think about. Listen, everyone, this one is tough. This one's tougher than I thought it would be. I am going to retire to my chambers to mull this over. I'll be back right after a quick break. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. I think I've made up my mind, but before I give my final verdict in this incredible battle of savory versus sweet cornbread, do either of you have a final word to say? Chadwick, anything you'd like to uh, leave with this courtroom before the verdict is? I have to say this is a really hard battle. 
And Carla, I do love your cornbread. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Carla, any uh, final thoughts for the judge in the court? Yes, um, I think that this argument is also between everyday dishes and celebration dishes. When we are celebrating, we might use a little more sugar. So Chadwick, I understand why you would pull out the stops for the celebration sweet cornbread, but really on an everyday basis, I'm going for my savory. Mm. And by the way, as the good friends that they are, what a very nice final moment. Huh? Everyone's sort of saying, you know what? I love your cornbread. I see what you're saying, Chadwick. Lots of love in this courtroom today. Unfortunately, this judge does have to make a decision, and it was very, very tough. I mean, Chadwick's opening statement, celebrities, he was talking about Nana. He was talking about the hot skillet and the beloved test kitchens. He doesn't want food to be boring. Carla brought it back around and really was talking about cornbread bringing everything together. And, and with it, did she bring all of us together? I don't know. I don't know if that happened, but it's sort of uh, history and authenticity, not being the lead actor versus bringing everything together versus being the, the, the main thing. This judge has made a decision, and this courtroom and this judge really loves sweet cornbread, but decides in favor of savory cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one really came down to the fact, and Carla dropped it in her rebuttal, that if the corn is, the corn is sweet. Corn is sweet. Do you have to? Buttermilk can be sweet. Crystal is shaking her head. She totally disagrees with this court. And I know everyone at home, or at least half of you, disagree with me as well, and you'll let me know on, on the Instagram here. Thank you so much for joining me in the food court. I hope you had a good time. You can find Carla on Instagram at Carla P. Hall, and her cookbook is called Soul Food Every Day and Celebration and her children's book, Carla and the Christmas Cornbread, are available wherever you get your books. Some of her recipes are available on her website at carlahall.com. You can find Chadwick on Instagram at Chadwick Boyd and his recipes on his site at chadwickboydlifestyle.com and as a judge on Hallmark Channel's Christmas cookie matchup during the holidays. Carla, Chadwick, thank you so much for hanging out with us. You crushed it. What a tougher. If you think I got it wrong, let us know on the Food Court Pod Instagram or at Richard Blaze across social media and at Richard Blaze Official on TikTok. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Bamahi. Food Court was created by Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are Jonathan Dressler, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Neesmith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You didn't get it wrong. If you want it sweet, add honey butter. Just ask. <laughs> Wait, I wasn't disagreeing. I was saying I don't think buttermilk is sweet. That was what I was disagreeing with. I don't disagree with his judgment. Clarify. <laughs> but I do have to say, no, no sugar, Carla, in, in your when you're in your recipe. There's no sugar in it. No, I add um, sweet corn. I add more corn, which uh, is the, okay. the sweetness. See, respect. Awesome. If you ever need anything, either of you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks. Bye, y'all. Bye. Have a great day. Did someone in this kitchen put sugar in the cornbread?
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.